Welcome, friends, to Interverse Podcast. I don't have much to say in this intro other than I hope you enjoy a guided meditation by Psychedelic Tribe playing right now. And uh, yeah, getting straight into the interview after that with Angela Bacon. Thanks for tuning in. Just continue to sit with it without resisting, without running any commentary, without interpreting, without attaching. Everybody, welcome to the show, Angela Bacon. Hi, everyone. Uh, everybody, Angela is a, I don't know how to best describe you, a dancer or shamaness or medicine worker or all-around lovely being. Oh. How would you like to uh, introduce yourself? God, well, I didn't know any of those. Well, the dancer one I've heard before, I wouldn't call me a shamaness. It sounds rather lovely, but definitely I like working with medicine and I dance, so... Um, dancing medicine person perhaps i'm not sure about that <laughs> well dancing is a really key component to shamanistic toolkits worldwide yeah that's actually something that i've been learning about recently some really really cool stuff with how to incorporate your medicine or your like your self-work through your dance it's been really intense actually i have a friend who was hurt by getting hit by a car and basically healed himself over time by dancing. Just really? making himself dance every day. And that's actually how he stays in shape too. He just literally just turns on music and dances really hard uh, every day for a little while. And in no particular style, just however he wants to move and lets his body decide at that time. That's brilliant. That's something that um, 
that, I think that's that's why I'm, I think it's like dance is such like this innate human characteristic that we have all of us really whether you dance or not well I suppose I, I say all of us but then of course some people are more inclined to play music or some people are more you know logical thinkers the world needs everyone right um my dance is tango like I live in Buenos Aires and I dance seven nights a week until breakfast and then have breakfast and go to bed and then I wake up in the early afternoon and then I train with my partners or I have private lessons <laughs> and the day starts again and um unless I'm having ceremony nights which <clears throat> tend to be once every week or two weeks and what I've been learning a lot about is really how to um incorporate those two things together because uh because I've got definitely the both sides of things of uh medicine and and tango for example dance so it's it's interesting how you can pull those two polar opposite things and integrate them together you know yeah uh, you spent a lot of time in south america and that's where you learn both sides of these things right i am i guess you can call it a nomad so i've been about 13 years that i left the uk and i've just traveled extensively a lot of backpacking but in the last five years I've been mainly based around here and around now and there <laughs> just come back to UK now in South America um jungle wise and in Argentina so um yeah that's true a lot of South America recently <laughs> were you spending more time in like rural jungle areas or actually more populated parts I've never been to South America oh have you not it's hard for me to even imagine that's what you were telling me before about your festivals and, and how incredible they sound. I would love to go to a festival in the States, really. It's like sometimes it's hard to picture when you're not, when you can go by what other people say, can't you? And and um, that's something I really want to experience, an awesome festival in the States. Well, if you can get here, I've got the tribe. We could easily take care of you. I was hoping um, if I can jam it, I'm going to pop back to the jungle quickly um, just for a month. I don't have a lot of time. So I'm just going to go in like the end of August or in September. I just randomly bought flights one night. I was like, right, I'm buying flights and I've just paid them off, which is brilliant. And now I just have to save up for it. And two months, it's going to be fine. And um, after that, if I can jam it, I was thinking about doing some other trip that involves being in um, Fort Lauderdale. Miami and I was thinking I could go there and back that's something that I wanted to do there but I was like well while I'm there shouldn't well I won't have a lot of money but shouldn't I do other fun things you know but you're not near there are you you, you didn't you tell me you're right in the middle yeah but there is a festival in Florida that I was considering going to at the end of October I don't know how that fits into your schedule well it's kind of open right now what's that festival it's called Halloween and it's kind of centered around a band called the String Cheese Incident, and they are an epic jam band of, like, elder master musicians that just... It's really... There's no way to pin them down. They just play whatever they want. They have original songs, and then they'll do their own versions of other people's songs that are really cool and different. So, uh, And then other than that, there'll be just a ton of bands there. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head what artists are going to be there but since you're not even from the states you probably wouldn't know a lot of them that i was talking about anyway but i could guarantee it would be really good music and uh it's kind of kind of oriented around flow arts probably more than other festivals which would be like hula hooping and uh 
spinning fire, whether it's with a staff or on chains or any other million ways that people do it. Uh, there's a lot of, that's one of the best parts about yeah. music festivals in the States these days are the, uh, everybody has got, not everybody, but a ton of people that go aren't just standing there in the crowd. They're either dancing really well or really expressing themselves in that way, or they're playing with some kind of flow toy that uh, is really, really fun to watch and lets them get into the moment. Oh, would it be like, like this? <laughs> um, I'm now showing you people that can't see. Um, I just, it's like a ribbon on a stick. <laughs> exactly. Poi, Something like uh, that. Poi poi thing. Yeah, these things. Um, like I told you, I, I dance, a partner dancing. So for me, it's like meditation because I dance tango and that has everything to do with everything. But of course, like that famous um, phrase, it takes two to tango. And I think I told you earlier, I, I used to be a go-go dancer. And so I've had this innate need to dance. I've, I've done a lot of different dances and I studied dance for college. So stuff like this, for me, to dance with um, a piece of ribbon is just like, oh, just that need to get out. And like you said that your buddy there that um, well, that had a... Um, accident because i'm here in the uk right now for the next couple of months i just dance i put on music um and just move oh just just that need to get it out you know i uh i ought to go get on some kind of directory of music festivals and try to find something near you in the uk that i could uh vouch for that the music was good sometime <laughs> while you're there Oh, where? Sorry, Chance, you broke up. Oh, yeah. I should uh, go ahead and get on some kind of, get online and look for a music festival that's near you and recommend one to you based on the music. Yeah. See if there's one around. Because there's got to be. Well, I think if I put it out there now, it might just come, you know? I mean, uh, to be fair, I have got a, like a tango festival I want to go up, go to, which. That would be awesome. So not the same, but like I've dedicated my life so much to that. I think that it's valid. I think one of the cool things about right now is the internet is allowing people to connect with each other from vast distances and then plan and coordinate meeting in physical space. And there's like, there's a festival for everything. There's, yeah. you know, there's comic book conventions. There's, uh, there's a podcasting convention type of festival in Chicago, like next month yeah. or this month, I think. Whatever you're into, you can find the other people that are into it. And the cool music festivals are, they draw people that aren't necessarily people that are interested in, in creative expression, but it all, they also draw in people that aren't expressing themselves creatively yet and allow those people to see models of how that works through the, the uh, actual live artists that show up there or the musicians or just seeing other people that are freely being themselves in a way that, you know, they're, in just blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Not saying that your clothes matter, but they're like, they're plain, they consider themselves plain. You know, they're not showing their colors, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, music festivals help people find that. But if you are already into something, you already know your thing, then you have a festival for that thing, like your tango festival. That is in a lot of ways, uh, potentially a better experience because you get to really target, uh, like-minded people there. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I, and I think that's awesome because when you have um, when you have similar interests with people, it can be quite like-minded. Having said that, I think um, tango for me is pretty much like like a medicine, to be fair, because um, 
it, and it's not the nicest, like I wouldn't say the best environment. It's not like um, being in the jungle or in, or in a place, in another, or in, I've been to festivals obviously, but not like the type of way that you've described in a way that just sounds beautiful like that. Just, um, just I suppose when I was younger, more sort of drunk festivals. But having said that. There are drunk people at the ones I go to. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. I just mean like the ones that when I was 18 in the UK and those types of ones, probably a bit different to how I would experience it now. I, I think the culture's probably evolved quite a bit. Yeah. There's been a psychedelic renaissance for sure, and that's had a positive impact. Yeah. That just sounds like. Well, it's hard to say. I can't, like, I haven't been to, um, like, festivals like that because. I've lived in like the Caribbean, I've lived in like Mexico and Brazil. So although I've not been like, okay, so in Brazil I go to festivals, but it's not like that. I'm going to festivals listening to Brazilian music or I'm in the Caribbean and it's like they don't have big festivals per se. If they do, it's like like different types of festivals, right? Like (laughs) it's not quite like that. So um, every time I come back sort of to this world, I see those things that my friends and different people are doing that are just awesome. And probably if I lived here, I'd be on, on the bandwagon for sure. In the meantime, I would say that um, like tango festivals aren't even probably ideal for like it, it, it's music that talks about like suffering, but it's not even ideal. And it's annoying. It annoys me so much that I've got like this annoying part, this huge part of my personality that needs to dance tango. And then I've got this other huge part of my personality that needs to um, go to the jungle and be with indigenous people and just feel incredibly humble. And um, that's why, for me, learning, being now living in Buenos Aires and, and learning about tango, for example, has taught me more, almost more, that, or on the same par as what I'm learning about with medicine, right? It's, um, it teaches me about how I stay in my balance, my access, and my listening to my partner, and my listening to other people, and my putting in my own stuff, and my keeping my presence, and my focus on my parts, my future, and my thinking, and my in the moment, and my grounded, and my light, and my tense, like... And it, and it transfers so much into into life. And I work three times a week about with um, with Habe. Have you heard of Habe? Exactly. No. It's um, it. You remember? I, you see that I sell these little pipes. Mm-hmm. Applicators. It's for a medicine called Habe, which is um, a tobacco-based medicine of the jungle that you blow through your nose. Okay, so like a snuff. <laughs> snuff. There you are. Shamanic snuff. Yeah. Cool. Have you tried it? I have not tried it, and I uh, I think I did look at it on your page before, and if I recall correctly, there were some different formulas for different purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like something I would try out. And the festival people as well that have told me about like how they've tried it at festivals and how you know, or even people that I work with, like I, I sell to and stuff. That festivals have come up quite a lot when they're talking about. Um, it would definitely be a receptive culture to what you would be bringing to the table yeah I'd really like you to try it (laughs) (laughs) I would try it Um, I'll have to order some we'll set that up or we can do another uh, exchange of things that would be cool Yeah. yeah that was cool last time yeah we did an exchange for my fabulous wand which I have over here. And um, did I give you the sacred geometry plates? I'm not sure now. Yeah, I have those on my wall. I only need to take them down occasionally. They work really well where they're at. <laughs> Brilliant. 
But I sometimes some... I use them for making grids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I have so many. I have, my whole space is filled with sacred geometry stuff and drums and pipes. Well, Haber is awesome. It's a really awesome... Um, it's an awesome medicine to do because it just brings you back. No matter where you are, you can do it. And if, if you're on your own and you have some sacred time and space, I've actually got a video on YouTube. Um, I'm incredibly nervous on it. I did it last year and you can see I'm not comfortable talking on camera and it's it's a bit embarrassing, but it's under like Kurape. If you type in Kurape, like K-U-R-I-P-E, it all comes up with me showing you how to use one. Like I, I watched it the other day, the beginning, and I like, turned it off and just cringe. I think it's, but so many people ask for this information, so I just did it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to link to that and uh, other objects on your store on the page that I make for the episode. Uh, I was going to ask, oh, what what is the cultural history of, how do you say it one more time? Oh, well, it's called, um, it's awesome, really, it's called Rabe, which is R-A-P-E, right? Okay. So it's not ideal, Rape. but it's got an accent at the end. And actually it comes from, um, it, well, it originates really in Brazil, or Peru, Brazil. But in, in Portuguese, in Brazilian Portuguese, the R is a, like an H, Rabe. So people sometimes just call it Happy, or Rabe, or Rabe. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's, but it, if you read it in English, it's... <laughs> Hasn't got the nicest name. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I was always called it Hape. Hape. I'll call it Hape. I'm good at that. This is like happy. <laughs> um, it's pretty full on. It's like, um, it's a tobacco based medicine that comes from like the tribes and they ground it up and they, um, and they sing songs over it and prayers over it because tobacco is what, like a lot of shamans believe in the jungle, it's more powerful than, let's say, ayahuasca or. or they or say it's something. ayahuasca's mother, right? They, well, the thing is, it's like when we say they say, like I've been in the jungle in Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, and, and a lot of time in Colombia. There's a lot of days. Sorry? There's a lot yeah, of different right? days. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and it's always like I found a lot of, like, a lot of contradiction information and opinion and views and stuff all over the jungle so I could be in Peru in different places in Bolivia um, in Colombia like I did spend like a, quite a fair amount of time as well and that's completely different it's not called ayahuasca it's called yaje the um, shaman's called daida in, in, in lugar in, in place of um, uh, shaman for example so it's like just a, everything's completely different so what, that's why I was just throwing that out there because sometimes they say they say they say oh um, like rule Ev everyone seems to know that tobacco is like a full on grandfather spirit that is like almost as important if not more important than ayahuasca for example so when you're working with um, Rape, um, you're working with um, Abuelito Tabaco which is grandfather tobacco and um, that's, that's like bringing that spirit into your work and then you have all different types of Rape which are awesome because they have ones that are mixed with ashes or barks or seeds. And they don't often tell you what they are. Like it's like secrets that have come down through tribes. And so they have different effects. But if you have a few, or maybe just one, but like some people have a few. Um, I have a whole bunch because obviously I work with it. But um, you have a different relationship with each, with each one and what you feel like. 
I, I tend to do it most days, actually. I'm supremely interested in trying this out, actually. Um, I just had, while you were talking about it, I was having to suppress, I mean, I'm, I'm doing pretty good at listening lately, so I don't let my thoughts wander, but I was having to suppress a little bit of daydreaming about like getting this hape and liking it so much that I'm going to like start carrying it myself and just, uh, supply off of you. That'd be fun. (laughs) Cause, because the reason why that would be a good thing to do is because in, at least in the United States and probably most Western cultures in general, tobacco has been completely corrupted and distorted. Yeah. Like many other of the uh, originally helpful spirits in our in our world that come from nature that have been allies for a long time, tobacco has been changed into something that's harmful to us and harmful to it, just like yeah. what has been done to cows, for example. To what, pardon? Uh, cows would be another uh, example. Same thing. Uh, yeah. Helpful spirits that would be very respected allies in the past for carrying our things and helping us in the fields and providing us with, uh, milk and meat whenever the animal was ready to pass anyway. But, you know, growing these beings that are, in my eyes, more conscious than even, than dogs or something are. <laughs> Growing them just to hurt them and uh, oh. eat them is crazy. I'm sure you saw uh, that in like Brazil, right? There's a lot of cattle industry there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't you mean to go up. negative, sorry. No, no, no. You broke up slightly, but I was just following what you said. And um, I don't eat meat, but um, but I, I'm not vegan. and um, But I, I can't bring myself to drink cow milk. Like, I'm, I'm not a vegan, but I can't just be part of that right now. But that's. But that's also when we're coming um, back to tobacco, because I think actually, I, I think, although don't quote me, but I think it's like the second most nutritious plant that there is on the planet, you know? Like, really? For real. I, I read that somewhere or somewhere. It stayed with me. And if it's not the second, it's really up there. It's high. And that's before it's mixed with a load of bullshit chemicals and stuff, right? Right. So I around here, like pure, 100% pure tobacco, my pancho from from the jungle like that I, I don't I like smoke cigarettes but I'll smoke that sometimes like if I'm just sitting and working with by myself with hobby or whatever you're a portal to the true tobacco spirit bringing it to the western people for real that's important uh that's why I called you a shamaness because what shamans do is bridge the gaps between the ancestors and the descendants and whenever we have blockages through things being corrupted or stuck in a stagnant form, like tobacco, for example. Uh, I mean, think about, look how many people that kills. How many people die from eating too much red meat? It's a serious corruption in the system from something that was originally supposed to be a positive, a nutritious thing. Uh, there's mm. a, a handful of, uh, you know, I don't want to speak out of my, my depth, like, so I won't, I'll try to paraphrase with what I understand about this, but... There's a handful of receptors in the brain for different molecules that we don't produce endogenously. And nicotine is one of those things that has a receptor in the brain built in. As if like we evolved or we're in some way co-evolving with that plant. Cannabinoids or cannab... I can't say that word. Cannabis, though, has the same kind of receptor going on in the brain as well. Oh, how interesting. Nicotine, too, though. 
There's a receptor for that. A perfectly shaped receptor. There's plenty of other chemicals that pass through our brain that don't have receptors that are that uh, tuned to those chemicals. I don't know more than that, so I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm, you know, I'm just transmitting information that I heard from smarter people on other podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm definitely have a little investigate about that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Google. Yeah, right. Age of information, you can find out. Absolutely. I suppose whatever you want to find, you're going to find anyway, right? I mean, you, you, whatever you want to find, <laughs> the information you're going to find, you're going to look for that, not the opposite, right? <laughs> yeah. What's weird is nowadays our... Hold on a second. My cat is scratching at the door. I'm going to let him out so he stops doing that. Let's make a lot of noise. All right. Cat cat catastrophe. I spilled my glass of water, but it's oh. okay. <laughs> Oh, I love cats. Yeah, that's the other cat. His name is Gandalf. Oh, fun. I assume you probably haven't been really a pet owner since you've been a nomadic traveler. No, but I am the best adoptee pet person you've ever got. My parents, um, where I'm at their house at the moment, they have an awesome, the cat I've grown up with is called Dylan. Um, I was just living in um, an apartment that we had um, a cat called Nino who was deaf a white cat that's kind of like ADHD. He was the most fun ever, ever. So, um, so, and I've lived in other places where I'm, I love walking people's dogs. <laughs> Definitely love dog walking and stuff. So that's one thing that I've observed about people who have fewer attachments in life. They don't miss out on anything, anything that other people are trying to hold on to as experiences or things like you know, you don't have pets, but other people have awesome pets and you get to enjoy those pets when you're around them, but you don't have to have the responsibility of the attachment. No, or like, I don't own a hot tub, but I know people that have a hot tub and I can go get in it, you know, like, <laughs> or a pool. Yeah, definitely the culture of the state, the hot tub, a hot tub, right? Yeah, hot tubs are nasty. Don't You don't yeah. want to get in those. There's and one at the gym, though. It's not so bad. Oh, man, I'd love that. Well, one day I, I do want to have um, some cats and dogs. But at the minute, I'm just doing all the stuff I want to do. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. still got some more things I want to do. So, yeah, at one no. point, it will, I'll put it out there and it, it comes. Like, you know, like a festival or something. I'll just put it out there and it'll flow effortlessly. That's how life works if you're uh, living from your center instead of trying to, I guess, like seek things outside of yourself. If you're just in source and you're able to attract things really easily. I've noticed that's how synchronicity kind of works because it has to work that way. Because if you are, if you're aligned with your center, your true source, which is the same for every other person then anybody else that is actually living from that space is coordinating with you in perfect timing and synchronicity. And because it's the same self that's running the show between both internet connection down and the droid. All right, we lost Angela on the call, so I'm going to call her back. Yeah, you were saying about um, how if you're more in your center when you're, like, I guess, manifesting things or something. Well, the reason why it works, why you can attract things or people that are useful to you, or useful is the wrong word, but that are in sync with your intentions, uh, if your intentions are aligned with source, those people who are bringing those things to you are also operating from that same source. And actually even unconscious people are going to 
be still guided by source. They're just not able to align with their own intentions in a sense. Wow. So that's how synchronicity actually works. It's the same mind running the show if you're, if you just don't get in its way. Absolutely. And I think it has a lot. And I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think it's such a lovely concept um, and a truth, you know. And I think one thing that I think is if you give that time to connect to your source, to yourself each day or each moment, you know, because if you're not and you're kind of out of line, like I see a little bit of like, um, because I kind of parallel back a bit to dancing about being in my axis, being in my balance, like being strong and rooted in my balance and like coming back to, if I know that I'm perhaps okay this week, I've eaten like shit or I've done something like this, but I know like where I'm now, okay, I'm meditating, I'm sleeping well, I'm, I'm drinking the, my smoothies, I'm eating like the right thing, you know, and, and that as well as just being, doing what you want with your life I think that's like that's you know that's where you want to be but there's times when you're not always like that there's times when you're a bit sick or you're just like overworked but it's coming back into your own balance yeah I think staying in balance is the key to being able to have that attractive power uh, or draw synchronicities to yourself you can also like the more that you spend time balancing yourself I think the longer you can kind of go on a journey where you're you know, where things are getting rougher and rougher as far as your ability to keep up your practices. I liken it to a music festival, I guess. Like I spend weeks being pretty diligent about meditation and Qigong and exercise. And then I go to a music festival for four or five days and I maybe do Qigong once and meditate once while I'm there. But, and I don't eat very well while I'm there because it's just a little more difficult. But I stay in balance that whole time because I spent all that time ahead of the festival preparing in that way. And then when I get back, I resume my practices and it keeps me from getting the festy flu, which is totally a thing that I get if I, uh, if I spend all that energy. Because I might not even sleep but four or five hours for a whole extended weekend sometimes because there's so much to do. And anyway, you can... You can definitely get sick if you spend that much juice and you don't uh, spend time rebuilding rebuilding it. But all you have to do is, like you said, root yourself, be in your center, spend time meditating or whatever it is that actually is your meditative practice because everybody has their own unique version of it. Meditation is just a good one because it's universal. Um, if you're in that space, then you draw as much energy as you want because that's where all yeah. the energy comes from to begin with. And and also I believe that if you like sometimes you're not always going to be on track and you know what I find about that you say okay I'll go to a festival for and I don't do this I don't do that like I usually eat well sleep well okay my my sleep patterns often like in the morning to the afternoon when I'm away but um at the same time like there's cycles and and I think I don't if I'm not if I've done something that I've not you know, I've been a week of doing a bit of this. I don't blame myself for it. Just get back on track. You know, it's not like, oh God, I need. Blah. It's like, it's just just observing it, like, and an, in a non-judgmental way. Just knowing. I don't know. For me, I think it comes from the relationship you have with yourself. Like, when you've got a good relationship with yourself, you want to be more centered and with it and stuff. And if you and if you mess it up, well, like. Whatever. This is just where you're at right now. Like you can get back on track because you feel yeah, you're not going to beat yourself up over it. That just makes it worse. That's how you get stuck. Yeah. Oof. yeah. And then it's a downward spiral, isn't it? There's times for me when I've just been a bit like I, I can't. Um, 
even like the lifestyle that I live when like when I'm dancing a lot sometimes I've, I realize okay I'm not being I'm, I'm out of balance I'm not like I'm dancing every day I'm training eight nine ten eleven twelve hours a day like that's out of balance Angela and I have to stop myself and go right okay now we, now you're not going to practice you're going to go and walk in the woods or the woods the park because it's not <laughs> and you know like I and but I don't beat myself yeah. up I'm just aware of it you know right and by being aware of it you can choose then okay I'm gonna get myself back in balance now now that I see that I've kind of gone off kilter I'm gonna go ahead and yeah. like you said go walk in the park <laughs> whatever it is that helps you rebalance Whenever you aren't allowing yourself to pay attention, it's really goofy. It's like, usually the mindset for me is that I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get away with this. I, I can get away with this. Who are you getting away with it from? You saw you do it. <laughs> Who else is there? It's like people are, uh, people don't think there's a supreme creator being in their universe. They don't see it. Where is it? I don't see it. Yeah, because you aren't there. <laughs> as soon as you become present, you'll see the supreme creator being present everywhere. Yeah, man. Promise. Absolutely, exactly. So it's just like, you know, you do stuff that you're not proud of, like bollocks, and then you do stuff you're really good with, and it's like, well, that's how you, how you feel about yourself. Like, like, well done you, you know? Like, I think, for me anyway, I put a lot of credit into my my own opinion of myself not so much of like of other people and stuff because you know you gotta let people do what they gotta do whatever but um but for me like I do, one thing that I do like as well is positive reinforcement when you like turn around and like hey good job well done you know you did something that maybe mm -hmm. like it cost you to do something a bit more and I love that positive reinforcement stuff but it's you don't need to do it for anybody else like it's just because you get to the end of the day, you're like, yeah, wow, that was awesome. I um, I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to go and do that. Was, I found it incredibly boring, but I had to do this because I just know that will help that person out or whatever. You know, you're like, nice one. Cool. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, and it can start a chain reaction. Can you go right on to the next nice one? Yeah. Because you're in sync. Synchronicity. That's why it always is like boom, boom, boom. Definitely. Do you, do you think that you are in a place right now of synchronicity, Tom? Uh... I've been feeling it for a while, mm -hmm. um, but it oscillates. It definitely oscillates with my energy levels and with, uh, it, I find that the more that I bring myself into my body and like when I was driving home from work, I was feeling a bit, well, I just had some of the herbal medicine and I was driving and I was starting to feel a little like sinking down to my seat. Like, how am I going to talk very well right now? Huh. Yeah. And then instead of what I did was I called on, basically I called on my higher self is how I would describe it. And, uh, I do that through song and I was listening to music. It didn't have any words in it. And I just let loose whatever words came out. And the less I think about it, the more it's a really intricate and actually pretty cool flowing and rhyming thing. That's always about the expression of self. And anyway, I do that. I allow myself to feel my internal body first is how I start. I'm doing it right now. And you just start paying attention to how it feels inside you. And all of a sudden your extremities and your legs and arms and your core, it's all tingling. Mm -hmm. And now you're here. Now you're actually in your body. That's the first step to being present. And from there, able to start using my voice to uh, manifest my higher self. Cause that's what draws in 
um, helping spirits or versions of yourself that uh, are going to boost you. They are brought in whenever you sing, whenever you dance, whenever you do anything that's a creative expression of your soul. They want to see that because it's a new thing. They want to be a part of that. They want to, and anywhere, anything that's paying attention to something is sending an energy. So in that sense, that's how the ancestors, in my opinion anyway, are actually helping us is they're waiting for you to do some cool shit and they're going to help inspire you while you do it. But it's up to you to choose to do it. It's up to you to be in the moment and seize it. Absolutely. Be in the moment. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> it worked. I got pretty jazzed up and I was ready to go when I came and sat down at the chair. Yeah, definitely. I love, um, as well, just being present. I can resonate totally what you say about, like, I often just come into my body because I'm so used to searching my body for tension in my dance that I love just lying there and just, and then, or any point of the day when I'm eating or like sitting around or whatever, I'm making my, my little pipes or doing some type of party thing. I'm like, I oh, just look at my body and I'm like, oh, wow, why are my shoulders up there? You know? <laughs> weird and I think that's beautiful but I've never done what you said about just talking I think that sounds wonderful yeah uh I mean you could just sing instead but I'm not I don't I like to I like to kind of I don't know rap my stuff more than sing my stuff out my voice will probably hopefully evolve to include more singing at some point but really anything that's an expression of yourself is going to be something that makes you more present. As long as you don't trip yourself up with your ego. For me, what happens is if I start thinking too much, I'll start talking about myself or what I'm thinking about and it'll all just like come to a halt and I won't have any more good flowing anything to say. (laughs) Yeah. Thinking is the problem. Uh, Bring yourself into the body. That was a technique that I've learned only pretty recently from reading. Well, it's something everyone does occasionally, but like being really conscious of the process. I, I, uh, it was articulated from the Mm. power of now Eckhart Tolle, really awesome book. And I realized after I started actually sensing my body in that way and just trying to feel my internal body, that that's actually what it is to be high that people are feeling whenever they ingest any kind of, uh, substance that does make your body feel like tingly and good. It's actually with the exception of things that are like numbing you, I guess, um, something like cannabis is making you more sensitive. And so what you're feeling isn't anything that it's doing to you. It's just showing you what it feels like to be you when Absolutely. you're actually paying attention, which most people Yeah, I totally with. get that. I find if I smoke cannabis, I do kind of think of it as, um, well, I would even call it Lady Maria, like Maria, because it's like something for me kind of sacred, right? And Absolutely. And so um, I, I find if I'm in that with, like, smoking some media, like, I just feel that, like, I, the first thing I want to do is shut down my laptop. I don't have a phone, but, like, I've got this laptop, and if I'm in my room, I, I, I don't mind having the music on, but I just, like, I, I always notice that I just don't, I want to be far away from the computer, and I'll probably start dancing straight up. Um, and then quite often, like, um, I have to admit, when I, I really like to um, to my Maria and dance <laughs> like oh, and yeah. dance tango and go <laughs> and go to milongas to- in, in when I said it's totally dressed up but just just so inside not all the time just those special nights where you go to certain places and it's just um there's everyone's kind of like that in some of the places I go to and you're just so into 
Oh, it's more enjoyable if you only do it uh, in with intention and not all the time. I tend to be an all the time person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's um, it's really yeah. I do enjoy it, but um, with yeah, can yeah, but I have you have to be for me. I have to just, if I can, I have to wing it a bit because otherwise I will do it all the time. But um, it it just goes to show with like what what you're learning, you know. And I I get I think that if you if you stop and you you're present for a minute, and and the last couple of times that I've done it, I've just had the most profound insights that I keep meaning to write down in my diary, but. Um, just stuff that I was thinking not because I didn't know the answers yet okay I've got for example Fulham I've got like uh, an issue that's mine right now straight up I've got like this need and I think I might have mentioned it to you before that just to express something just to I've got something so 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 big and I and I had a full-on plant um, medicine um, ceremony a tea ceremony a couple of weeks ago and I just had all these like ideas of I just need to express something and I think I was saying this to you and so rather than um be like fuck man like how do I how do I do this I have this feeling that I need to get this out so I I sat with Maria Santa Maria and also Habe because if you mix Ah, them together it's for me incredible especially oh yeah yeah especially if you've got cacao as well raw cacao boom um I just got these incredible insights of just like how to do these things and and so I need to write them down I'm still like I'm still like the beginning stages of stuff that I've got some ideas but it's just for me so incredible that you can have access to stop turn off your machines sit around and just be like dude look at this information coming for me um like with because when I give um ceremonies in when I say this I give ceremonies, like I said, once a week or once every two weeks, sometimes even more because now I have like friends mm-hmm. there that ask me for it and I'm a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> I want people to go together, but a lot of people are like, oh, can we just do it with us two or three of us? I'm like, okay, okay. So um, <laughs> so I've been giving them little ones and they've been getting bigger, but um, it, it's with people that are also in the tango world. So everyone's an artist and stuff and just like, and just ha- having these insights coming because we mix it with if I have cacao left, cacao and the, the sacred tobacco and Santa Maria and of course Jabe. and it's full on and they usually last about four or five hours like the night and so um so you it's it's pretty changing you know and I've been doing this quite often and I do this on my own and with others but there's been some times when I have just been with these three four even with cacao and just been in another place another dimension with like full-on visions as if I was doing plant medicines in the jungle like full-on it's like and I think that's a state because I was using like all all of them and in the state and the music of course because we tend to listen to um Icaros have you heard of Icaros definitely but go ahead and explain it for anyone that might not be familiar with the concept it's um, Ikaros are songs, medicine songs that originally they come from the Shipibo people, which are the people that are in Peru, mainly in Podcalpa, but they're also the indigenous tribe scene. But also it's a certain lineage of shamanism, which is completely different to the other countries and even other parts of Peru or even the mountains. And in Shipibos, um, they, uh, well, they're just saying, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite places to go and drink. They have these incredible songs and what you do is you um, 
a shaman or someone who would sing the songs in ceremony would tend to go and diet for a week or two or a month, who knows, however long, by themselves. And I think it's a plant. I think the name is Marosa. But you go and black dance, you go and diet with a certain plant. She, this plant, brings to you ikados, which are medicine songs, which then you can share with people. And they guide every ceremony you do, man. Like, And there's some that I listen to that just even with nothing just take me a to the jungle b to like a whole other state that's like because that you know it's been channeled through the plants and it's just mental like how what i mean what so uh yeah that also has a big effect on the music i understand the ability of uh sounds to create an altered state i've actually been with this show i've been experimenting with adding binaural beats and uh, uh frequencies to the background like so uh just barely audible underneath the conversation. And I started doing it because I was using those to focus while I edited because I was sleepy and it was like really helping me stay in the zone. And I was like, why don't I just put this in here so that everybody can be really present and in that same uh, brainwave pattern together. <laughs> awesome. I think though you would need to give a heads up to people because if you've, let's say that you put them in the theater and they're driving. Oh, right. That's, that's a little bit full on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not trying to do any, I'm, I'm doing just focus ones. Yeah, I used, you know, what? I, a few years ago, maybe three or four, I used to make my own binaural beats tracks with like, um, these singing bowls and stuff. And then, oh, put my, so cool. I always wanted to do everything myself. I'm a bit like that. I'm like, I, I want to make, I want to make my own hypnosis meditation tape. Yeah, well, I want to do it myself with what I want to say with my own binaural beats, with my own music. I've always been a bit like that. So, um, but I haven't done that for years, but I, that means that you are, you know, you're just connecting to, you're connecting to things in yourself instead of putting them in an outside put, authority. Alarm. Absolutely. And of course, you're always going to be susceptible to something, but. Um, Experience is the only way you can know anything. So by doing it yourself like that, you actually know it. Yeah, for real. And I definitely think that looking back on some of the things I've done, it's had a massive impact on my life. Like and that I still do consciously now. And I don't realize until, for example, I find myself explaining it to somebody else or being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. I've been doing that for, or like certain things that have to do with where you place, let's say, subliminal messages or where you place um, stuff, you know, with the, the music, which is why I was saying to you earlier that I'm so, I'm, I'm, I have such this, and I have cognitive dissonance, I have this, this big problem with me where, I believe that the music that you listen to, the lyrics that you come will become an integral part of your brain because you're going to be like listening to these lyrics and these words. So I've kind of fucked myself over really because I listen to music every single day about suffering, about cutting open your veins, like tags, man. And it's like, Jesus, like, and that's when I found myself in my last ceremony, like my full on tea ceremony. And I was like, I think I'd just come to the point of surrender. And I was like, Dude, help. I mean, look at me. I can't help this. I've, this is who I am. I'm a, I'm a tangeda. I'm someone that dances and, and like works so hard on this. But it's got this and it's kind of contradictory to like everything. Like I like the mornings, but I only see them when I'm going to bed, you know, like so it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of like funny because I've got this and but it's also like acceptance, you know, like that's where I'm at. It's just where I'm at right now. So um Maybe what you need to do mm. is start creating tango music that's different. That's 
that's possible but it's like yeah I've always thought about like okay well in the future I'd like to work with no lyrics and blah blah but also I tried to not listen so much to the lyrics and I'm a lot of people do I just listen to the music and focus on another thing and um, it is it is definitely an issue for me I have to say because of what I believe of how you absorb information and what I listen to a lot but at the same time it's also just an issue as you make it so I don't make it a, um, a big focus exactly what you just said reveals it all. What you believe is what you believe. You believe that it's having an effect on you. But really, you are consciously aware of the message and of your intentions. And if you, if you know that it could have an effect on you, but you don't let it because you just choose to believe that it won't have an effect on you because you know that you are not, t- you're not vibing with that aspect of the music. You're, take something else from it maybe you yeah. can sort of circumvent that type of i don't know programming uh i want to ask you a little bit about your store what else you might have going on there uh if there's anything you want people to check sure. out i mean like i'm not that i, I can am link them to. not an advertiser or promotional person on any way shape or form I'm, I'm i'm very british when it comes to that type of stuff right but um like like things just sort of come and go as they do. But I have right now in my store just my pipes, which is to do self applicator pipes, which look like like these ones. Hey, like check out this is a um I'm making I have to make twenty three by the end of this week. <laughs> I have like a like a bulk order. It's a dragon style. I've got one like that I really like that's the eye of four. Those are cool. Dragonfly? I'll describe that. Yeah, blue and gold. Oh, very cool. Blue. <laughs> I have Horace on a pipe. That's really cool. Yeah, people would like that. And there's a lot of people that do cam- Kambu. Have you heard of Kambu? It's like this frog that you get injected with and it's like a poison. I heard uh, on a podcast, Aubrey Marcus, who is a uh, pretty pretty brilliant podcaster um he talked about having that done but he didn't go to the jungle for it he had someone come to his home to administer it to him and they overdid it and it, it got pretty dicey poison frog venom that's pretty intense have you tried that no i i haven't done it um i'm pretty sure i will in in some point but when it i'm not pretty sure if these things come for me like i don't have different medicines and um and and that one's intriguing and I, and I work with a lot of people like who work with like I can provide because of the contacts I've got I provide like bulkier medicine sizes of rabe to people when I'm in the UK which is not a lot to people that work a lot with kambu a lot of kambu instructors or people that give it like um write to me and I give I supply them because they also sell whatever or whatnot so, yeah, I'm in contact with a lot of people, especially even here in the UK. I know a few, three different people here in the UK at the minute, um, and they always offer me, but it's just not come by, yeah. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I'd sign up for that one yet. I still needed to, uh, I still have a lot of other experiences that uh, would be easier and still very beneficial. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, at the minute, like, if it comes, it's because it comes. Like, I work a lot on my own stuff already at the minute. But, and I'm going back in for a diet, another diet into the jungle within two months. Do you have any specific intentions set for that trip? 
What a great question. Thanks. Um, I, um, I, I don't have, I don't have a place to go yet. This never works for me like that because I backpack a lot and like I speak Spanish. It's not a problem for me to just turn up and just turn up and go to a place that's a little bit less, um, where they would say gringo, right? Like a little less tourism and stuff like that, which I prefer to be fair. But at the same time, it's also nice to be around other people that like you can relate to when you're in places like that. Because if you're like full on in the jungle, like, with like indigenous people like full on you're the only one and, and you're processing some really crazy stuff and you're having maybe like the worst time of your life and you've still got like help out washing up and looking after the kids and doing this stuff. You don't have anyone to relate to. <laughs> like so there's got it's it's good and it's bad points, you know, and it's nice. And you know, if you go to like a place where you pay more and there's more people but yeah, there's gonna be toilet paper in the bathroom and there's gonna be, you know, like whatever. So <laughs> It, it depends. I'm tension is really go for the diet. There's also um, some other connections I wanted to make there. There's some artwork of the Shipibo people that there's a place where I've met. I found these this family that do the most incredible artwork of Shipibo, which is I don't know if you've seen or heard of it. Got it from there, but it's um it's like when when a shaman sings Icaros, there's people that sew these patterns into a cloth. And they are the sound of the Icaros in a pattern. I've got my things on that, so it's hard to show you an example. Oh, my medicine bag. Um, That's really, really oh. cool. I think I've seen pictures of those before, but you should show I'm me. A, I'm sitting I, I'm sitting on one right here. I've got quite a lot around here. Well, anyway, I found some ladies. Here it is. I found some ladies that do the wow. most incredible work that I have ever seen. I've traveled a lot. But the thing is, they live in a place that's a little bit... Bit dangerous to get to, but it's just almost worth it, you know. Because I want to go and get their eye. It's incredible. But this you have to send me pictures of this so I can link on the show because it looks like a cymatic pattern, and like this is really fascinating because scientists actually have demonstrated that whenever you play different sound frequencies, um, molecules rearrange their structure based on the vibration into yeah. different cymatic patterns and what these look like is cymatics and that would make total sense if that's what is being constructed through the sound pattern of the Ikaro. Absolutely. Super cool. Now you've said that, let me pour out all my my cafes that I've got everywhere. I've got this one as well, which is the same. You're totally right, I forgot about that. It makes so much sense. So here's another little one. Yeah, water molecules do that too. So just think what kind of an effect that's having on you whenever you hear something that's actually a high vibrational um, symbolic of calling in medicine type of sound versus, you know, the type of music that we have on the radio around here is like, let's go to the club and get really drunk and treat women like objects. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? Absolutely. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, I know. I like, It's so true. It's what you listen to. Oh, it's scary. Yeah, I try to make sure that I hear new music every day for that reason, because I'm trying to expand in every direction that I can. And um, music is one of the greatest ways to symbolize that. Uh, everything being an as above, so below connection, it's almost like a cheat code in the game that if you listen to new music frequently and you make sure that it's, you know, not something that's having a negative influence on you, like you're saying. Then you get really, <laughs> but that doesn't have to have a negative influence. It on doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's I don't incredible. Think so. The music is in its orchestras of the fifties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, and it's incredible for me. I think it's like wow. 
Yeah, it's Passionate. like why not instead of even identifying the feelings that the uh, music is expressing, just feel the feelings in a non-identified state and allow yourself to savor that because in a sense all feeling is enjoyable. It's just the identification of it as being something that makes you suffer that actually makes you suffer. Even something that's painful, if you actually get present with it, you can be like, ooh, that kind of, that wakes me up. I like that. It's weird. Or like yeah. even cold can feel good if you're breathing. I mean, it goes on. Like it's information. All of it is information, whether it's a physical feeling or an emotion. Mm -hmm. And th uh, through something that calls up particular emotions that we all have because we're all part of the same self and it's got all of it in it, no matter what we purge out of our particular cell, there's always going to be access to despair, sorrow, pain, whatever. If you, if you call that into your body through the emotion in the music, but then you personally with your consciousness recognize it and transform it uh, or just leave it not identified and allow it to pass through you. It could be uh, very similar to when, um, you know, when the medicine makes you purge, but you are the one purging and you're purging from the collective self for everybody by expressing yourself through that music. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's really lovely what you're saying. And I totally resonate what you mean by, um, like, almost like you're saying it's like not owning that part of it. And what I right. like, the, what I got through my work where I'm at with it now, and that's why I'm not so bothered about, like, I, I laugh at the situation is, you know, sometimes I'm listening to stories about suffering, about love and stuff like that. It's incredibly passionate. I don't listen so much to the lyrics, but at that moment, I'm expressing that part of me that I would say as a default, I'm a very happy person as a default, like, you know. And so even as a kid, when I played the piano, I always chose like really full on melancholic, like, for example, Moonlight Sonata or like these types of music like full on Beethoven sad music to play rather than anything upbeat because I just wanted to get it out. And I think it's a really, and tango as well is a really um, beautiful way to express that part of you and then leave it there, you know? Exactly. That is a really, really great turnaround on perspective. If you ask me, mm. it's funny though. It's got into your brain, but that's just the way I have to look at it right now. And it makes sense for me like that. Just that, the expression of being present because like we're talking when you're completely present when you're dancing you've got you're checking the tension in your body you're checking you're leaning up are you leaning through are you listening are you get because it's all interpretation so if he marks you something with your test your partner you have to you have to figure it out right with just with your eyes closed as well so so like really like listening to the music is like the last thing that you're doing like the lyrics of march well i don't know it's not true particularly but um, you could be listening as well. People always do it in different places. But you're so much in the moment that you have no other option other to express yourself. And then not only that, after years of working with it, how you bring your personality into your dance and how you develop your personality. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to actually learn that through flow toys like we were talking about earlier. I have a levitation wand. It's like a, a stick, like yay long with a string on it and the string goes around my finger and I make it go all, all floaty and it looks like it's hanging there without anything holding it up. It's kind of fun. But yeah, you, the more you do it, the more, the more you do it and uh, you're present with yourself, the more little, the more things that you thought were mistakes whenever you were overthinking things get turned into flourishes. Lovely. 
So do you do any other type of dance? So you, you dance with the, the levitation stick and... I do regular dancing. <laughs> I just get crazy. Yeah, movement. <laughs> yeah, I probably dance harder than most people around me whenever I'm at a show, I would say. Oh, lovely. But that's because uh, that's what I'm there to do. It's, it's a good time. I don't know. You understand you're a dancer. That's what That's what gives you... It's like it gives you more energy to spend that energy. Everyone's sitting there drinking a beer thinking, I'm too tired or I don't want to make a fool of myself or whatever that is that's holding them back. They don't think they're mind controlled. But if you can make a thought into an experience, then your mind is being controlled. <laughs> if, yeah. you can, if you can keep your thoughts uh, from being something that you identify with that stop you, then you are the one controlling your mind. Absolutely. Lovely. And what about um, rapping? Oh, yeah, that's just something I do when no one's looking. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's a very personal thing. Yeah, maybe we'll see someday, but it's going to take a little more development on that front. Oh. It really helps if, uh, honestly, what helps most is uh, psilocybin with that, oh. I find. It's a very language-oriented substance. How do you find? But, uh, well, like at low doses, I don't, I like to just keep it to like micro doses of that. And, uh, because it helps me feel that energetic current in my body and helps me get in the moment, but it doesn't, you know, shatter my ego or anything. Cause I'm trying to work with that ego right now. <laughs> like you said, it's okay to have a positive opinion of yourself. If you know that you are trustworthy and you're keeping yourself in balance, it actually powers you. It's, it's one of the, one of many things that our culture represses that's actually good to do, love yourself. It's like the most important thing ever. If you can't love yourself, then how can you love all the other people who are also just expressions of yourself? So you broke up a little bit when, when, when the gist, but you're, you're saying like you're working with your ego right now. But it's, it's a matter of like just loving yourself and then you can't love anybody else. You can't like love anyone you else if you don't love yourself. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. But ego's healthy too, you know? Exactly. We wouldn't be in these bodies in separate identities if there wasn't a point to it. Yeah. It's like, um, it's including your ego as well. And like, not, and, but also I think it's, it's making, just when you're making decisions and when you're talking, sometimes I talk and I'm like, okay, like I was totally talking from my ego there or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you but know, you notice. Like, yeah, at the same time, like, sorry to say, but I'm just like, fuck it, or, you know, like, <laughs> dude, like, okay, hands up. You can't get everything right all the time. Like, just go easy on yourself. Like, you, I'm aware of stuff that I do wrong, and I'm aware of stuff that, or right or wrong, whatever, or if I've done something that's perhaps not what I would like to do if I'm feeling great that day, or whatever. I've not eaten, I've not slept. Of course, like, you know, and, and the thing is, it's like, I feel like that about myself, and I also give that space to other people, you know. Sometimes if I someone's around me and they're just been a bit irritable like I don't take that much I could probably say in the last year at least I don't know perhaps more I, I take about 10 like maybe about half more I don't know just I don't take hardly hardly anything as personally as I used to, I used to oh right so personal and now I'm just like I'm so much like in a way you're almost like separated from other people in some sense senses because maybe someone hasn't got back to you for ages or however I don't they're in their own space everyone has their own worlds you know like 
or someone's been irritable. I don't know what they're going through that day. I used to take things like so personally, like, well, she's like this. And I said, judge their whole character because of X, Y, Z, my parents or whoever. Now, just don't. Like, almost just don't. I just don't care. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. In a way. I love you and I don't care what you think. <laughs> That's literally what I had to do at one point yeah, over like, this weekend to somebody. I did? I, over the over this weekend when I was at the music festival, there was this guy that got really in my face about how the end times are coming and Obama and Jesus knew it was all going to happen just like this. And like, I could, the more that I, in my mind was like thinking, yeah, okay, but you're not right. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. The more he would start to get like physically closer to me and like angrier and, um, so anyway, I was like, oh shit, I have to just accept him and love him and not care what he thinks. Oh. And then so I did that. I was just like, there's truth to what you say and I love you. And then he just totally switch flipped. And I mean, eye contact was a big part of it too. But yeah, that's all it took. Like, I don't think well, that anything he said was true or right, but it didn't matter. And I didn't have to argue it. I didn't have to fight that battle. And if I had, I would have probably gotten into a fight with this like big, 50 year old dude <laughs> it's crazy totally man and well done you because that's really it's that's hard what you did to get out of that when someone's just in your face like that i i have to admit i'm just a cut and go i'm just like i'm so sorry i have to go to the bathroom i'm i just i really oh don't. he was following me around oh, God. <laughs> it was intense but yeah yeah uh I know what you mean. Uh, I, I normally would actually either do that, like avoid it, get away, or even my tendency is to like really fight authoritative mindsets and be kind of a smart ass and sarcastic and uh, make like I'm, I'm usually pretty good at making a comment that's really cutting and applying to the situation. And that just escalates shit. And I've never really learned that lesson my whole life until finally the last couple of years uh, where I've figured out that compassion actually transforms any of those situations into a completely different thing. And you don't have to absorb anyone else's anger and reflect it back to them at any time. Just like you don't have to absorb any of that, uh, you know, what might be perceived as negatively identified emotion from the music of tango. Yeah, but what you're doing is so lovely because it's like, it's a good lesson and hopefully maybe I can apply it to something at least this week. Like when you just when you just give someone that space to be like, because that's the ego stuff. Like I find that even with family members and stuff, like I don't, like I don't, I, well I used to have the, I don't need to um, argue half as much or anything. <laughs> like, like it's like, like I was saying before, well like who, you know, whoever, you never know who's had a bad day, you never know what anyone's in. But I, like I love the idea of just saying, yeah I get what you're saying man, cool. And then just sort of like, starting <laughs> and going. <laughs> exactly. Think about it this way. If they are spending all this energy trying to convince you of something and you're re sitting there mentally resisting it, they feel that, first of all, because every every year, in my opinion, we get more and more psychic. Everybody is. It's happening. I don't care what anybody says. I'm watching it happen. And people feel whenever you're resisting them and they will keep trying to convince you of something. And, uh, it, and they're stuck in that mindset because of the fact that they think that they need to defend it. And if you just allow it to be, accept it, be like, yeah, that's true. Then yes. it's like it's the same thing goes for something that you might be afraid of. As soon as you just accept that it's true, then all of a sudden the mind can't fuck with you anymore. Yeah. Like, so like, okay, your, your perspective about Obama bringing the end of the world. Okay. It's true. Now what? 
And so he sits there and thinks about it. And he's like, well, I guess it doesn't matter. I should just love everybody anyway. And he moved on past that model to a different model. And he started being really friendly and loving. And the guy I'm talking about from before. This applies to anybody, though. As soon as you allow them to hold the opinion that they hold or have the space that they're trying to have, and they don't feel like they have to defend it anymore, they immediately change their position because they're not stuck defending that position anymore. They can go, oh, well, I don't really like it here. I'm going to go over here. It's just like that. Yeah. Well done. It reminds me of it. I remember one particular time that I got into, I, just, I was so paid off. I was in the border of the Colombia and Ecuador, and this, I think I was in Ecuador at this point, and I was in like this really, really, really small town. There's no, I know tourists don't stop there normally, but I had some, some, some relation to being there. So I was there anyway, and I like those places. And I was in a cafe on my own, and um, of course it's very small, so everyone knows each other. And this, these three guys that walked in that just looked on full on gangsters, right? Because they're all like, they're all like suited and booted with like sunglasses and, and as soon as they walk in, the three of them, they're larger than life, and they just start, like, dominating their voices over the whole cafe place. So I'm sitting there trying to get a connection at this point on my little um, iPad. And um, and this man comes up to my table, and he, like, straight up just, like, comes up in all his glory, and he just starts talking to me about, like, the Bible. And at that time, I was trying to connect with someone, and I had, like, a, I had a business thing that I had to be online for Skype for so I was like one just not in the place to listen to this right and I and and I've been listening to so much um religious religious stuff because I I traveled from Argentina to Colombia I did it on bus like the whole route on bus and then back again I'd listen I'd sat next to a lot of people that have that just love to talk about bible and stuff right and usually I could let things slide but this dude was just on my case like I was sitting there I was trying to frantically connect this awful connection there was no connection and he started talking about well you know what the bible says and I was like well a little bit but I'm not you know I'm just like you know and he was like yeah well I'm Jesus and this stuff right and um and then he started going don't you believe in God and I was like well probably well I said I don't really call it God um for me it's something that um I I I, I wouldn't say it's a man in the clouds I should have just been like, yep, man, totally got you back, which I usually do the whole time that I'm traveling or I'm just with That's all you're going to do. That's all I had to do. But today, this guy just got me off. And then so I just laid it out. I just laid it out to him. And it was awful because it was me talking from a place of frustration, a place of like the connection wasn't working. I had all this like this business thing I needed to do. And then this big gangster guy that just dominated the whole room started trying to talk to me about what he was telling me about his God and blah, blah. And I was like, dude, do you know how I, I come from East of London where I've grown up with, where there's every single person, race and creed at my side. And you just learn to respect each other's religion since a young age. And you've got some guy coming up, just throwing his stuff all over me. And I was just like, dude, I was like, <laughs> I was like no, I, I got into debate about the Bible, the, the history of the Bible, <laughs> everything you don't want to do. And I it's not my proudest moment. Um, mm-hmm. And I could have so, taken the leaf out of your book for what you did for the dude at the festival because I, I didn't I, – I, I have done stuff that you've done in the past, which I think is beautiful. But instead I was like, dude, I've, I've been to India several times. I've done this because I was looking for my spiritual – I was never grown up with this. I've got this. Why are you – and I was like saying to him, like, I've got this. I've tried this. I've looked in this. I've read this. I've read stuff that you've talked about. I've been to these meetings. I've been to this. I've been to this. Blah, blah, blah. I've searched my own stuff. So, But am I trying to convince you? 
Like I know more than you. It's like what you want to say. Am I trying to convince you what to believe? I think it's great that you believe. In the end, he left his card on the table. It's a picture of him and his wife, and he's a pastor. And he's like, yep, come and stay with us any time, and we'll show you the proper way. Okay, then. Have a nice day. Bye-bye now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who knows what goes on over there. Dude. Oh, my. All kinds of freaky stuff happens when people are like calling. Uh, that, this God character, he's very duplicitous. And I think it's because he's a limited construct. I think anytime you've got a, like, human beings are capable of it, of injecting spirit into anything that they pay attention to. That's what attention does. And consciousness flows where attention is directed or energy, same thing. Yeah. And in that regard, there is this being called God out there and he's got a lot of unbalanced people sending energy to him that's unbalanced. I mean, <laughs> Even if you go into the origins okay. of the name and of like where the the religions really came from, it's even weirder. There might even be like a person that lived at one point who's who is the now represented by this name we call God, and we don't even realize that we're actually talking about a guy that just set himself up. So like a real supreme creator being would be is unlimited and undefinable. It would be potential unmanifest because it would, that's the only way that it could contain everything. Because as soon as you try to say that it's everything, then it's, you try to say that this thing that I'm showing you right here, this is everything. Well, what's outside of that? It, it can't be a contained thing and be infinite. So the only, the only God that exists is the unmanifest potential within you. That is the God. And so as you follow your path towards manifesting your potential, that is your spiritual path. Mm. That's the whole point of why I like to talk to creative people on the show, actually. Help them find find it for themselves. Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What really just blew my mind there, from what I, from if I'm, I'm going to say it back to you because I got it right. Like, there, there's a possibility that there is a God, let's say, because everyone calls him him, for example. Right. A bloke, a guy. No, there is. He's not in a body. But there's the, there is the, that entity exists if they're all there's a collective amount of attention going to it. I think it exists. Much but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the plant spirit exists. Yeah, absolutely. This makes so much sense, of course. Well, and so this entity is like he wants he considers himself or it considers itself the king of kings, and that's why it's just like a, a man like. It's just the same thing as when you're a kid. My dad's going to beat up your dad. That's what this dude that came up to you was doing. The person that came up to me at the festival was doing. Trying to impose his... Like, it's just trying to do the same thing that that being did to him. Which is to say, I know what's up. I know the truth. Listen to me. Follow what I say. Oh, you know, like, it's like, just... Oh, I people. It's Russian dolls. There's... The biggest... Th the big thing is the God entity, whatever you want to call it. And then you have the smaller entity that is contained within it, which is the church. And then you have the smaller entities of the sub churches. And then you have the actual people going around doing this. And it's all just a fractal reflection of the same thing, which is this force that exists in our reality. This, this entity, I guess you could call it, that is a manifestation of entropic, um, the entropic force, I guess the thing that, you know, the thing that cools everything down, slows everything down, stops, slows us down and gets us away from light speed. Light speed being the speed of information that allows us to be in sync. 
Mm. You know, you move at light speed. You're not. You don't have to think if you're moving at light speed. That's what that means. You're, you're not. Pardon, thoughts are you actually thoughts are actually like a slowed down form of light. Where it, so whenever you're stuck in your thoughts and not just flowing, you're not moving at the speed of light, so to speak. Whereas if you are totally in the moment, no mind, and just allowing whatever it is to come through, that's moving at light speed in a sense because you're not. You're not, there's nothing slowed down about it. There's no lag time between you and the expression yeah. of self. That's mental. And I have a question. Where would you say, for example, where would you put, for fun, um, astral projection? Just to throw it out there, sorry. Just where would you put that when it comes like, in relation to thinking? and? Um, like where would I categorize that as an experience? I would say that it's, <clears throat> I think the, we have an inner body that's actually able to detach from our physical body and move around. For real. Uh, I've had a couple of experiences of actually disconnecting from my body and being able to see it. Okay. So I know that that's, I know that's real. Awesome. When was that? Tell me something about that. Uh, I did a, well, I've had it happen several times, but almost always I lose consciousness right as it's happening, which is just, everybody does it every time they go to sleep. And dream. This is true. We just, we think that sleep means we're supposed to switch off, but it's actually possible to stay conscious through the whole experience till, till the morning comes. I haven't done it, but people do it. That's probably like a master shaman would definitely be able to do it. (laughs) And anyway, I, I started having more consciousness of the experience after I did a root chakra cleanse and got a lot of gunk out of my, uh, intestines. Right. And I would just be going to bed and I'd feel this energetic tingling current go through my whole body and I feel paralyzed like my body had fallen asleep but my mind would still be awake and uh I used to resist this when it happened but after the cleanse I guess I realized what was going on and stopped fighting it and just allowed myself to feel like the sensation of floating upwards and wasn't long before I'm up by the ceiling fan in my room and my body's underneath me and I can move around and I go make it towards the door and um Go on exploring things. I, I lost consciousness not too long after that, but it totally happened. Wow. I mean, whether or not you want to call it, it doesn't matter if it's a dream or not, because just like plant experiences, plant medicine experiences, it doesn't matter what's real or what's a hallucination per se, because everything, everything that exists, exists as an experience within consciousness or within your mind. And, uh, there's not, there's not really, it's only materialism that would put a distinction between being awake and being asleep in terms of what's real and what's not. Materialism being the idea that there's a physical universe that's separate of you, outside of your you, that through processes, automatic, I guess, that came about from who knows what, this material that was inert and without consciousness formed together into what we call life and that life's developed to the point where you have the consciousness experience of what it's like to be you well that doesn't make any sense but that's what most people are actually running on as far as a a model of their cosmos what i think is going on is the idealism point of view which is that your mind is the primary grounds for all reality that anything physical is just something that is an experience within your mind so there's no act and physicality that we all inhabit as a shared space is essentially just uh, the, the reason why we can exist in a shared reality is because 
there is a larger mind that contains all of us within it, which you could say is Gaia. Gaia, we're all an expression of Gaia. And then Gaia is an expression of something even greater than that, the solar system. And then that's an expression of something even greater. And it just goes up, but also scales down, whereas your body is the host for, is as a single one organism, one consciousness is the host for billions of other beings that live as consciousnesses within it, but could not exist without your host body as a consciousness. Like for so, example. So what you're doing, what you're doing is, what you are, what we actually are is Gaia. We are that. We're not our separate individual selves the way we think we are. We just are controlling these bodies from different perspectives. And it's as if you were able to, <clears throat> it's as if you were able to go into your body and be a cell of uh, a skin cell or something, or even actually take it further than that. It's like going into your body and being like a molecule in a skin cell. The skin cell could be a planet or something, but it doesn't matter how, how you present the metaphor. What it is, is that we're actually that greater, that greater consciousness that's just splitting itself and paying attention to each of these individual things. And the reason why human consciousness is the way that it is, is because we're here to actually balance things within this within the larger consciousness like a human is literally a balancing force to the earth like it all runs on its own just fine but sometimes things get a little out of whack like a tree can take care of itself but what if a vine starts growing and strangling it well a human can walk over and pull that off really easily whereas the tree can't do anything about it so in that way we are meant to be like gardeners of this larger collective mind that is called Gaia. And whenever you are able to astral project, you're just tapping into that network of consciousness that you're always part of and just moving your perspective from there to some other part of it. And there's a magnetic field that connects the entire, or there's many energetic fields that connect the entire planet in a grid. And that's how these, that's how you're able to move. Uh, you're, you're moving along that grid some people even think that like energetic ley lines uh, are the only way that anti-gravitational craft, like what you would call UFOs, are able to travel. That since it's all part of, it's all happening within this hosted host consciousness that we call the Earth, there are energetic nodes and channels that uh, are larger than others. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I think that. Um that the, the UFOs, for example, and those things, ley lines or not, I think that they just uh, like they just exist on another dimension that we can't see at the minute, or maybe sometimes we can. Um, but it's for me, it's, it's all it's like I totally resonate with what you're saying. But to add to it, it just feels like there's just all these different dimensions, mm-hmm. um, just these different like the, you know you've got the astral planes, and I'm sure that you've been to a few different dimensions with different types of of um, medicine works that you've done. Like, Not as many as you might think. <laughs> I've had a pretty tame medicine experience in my life, but I try. Yeah, but like all types of like, you know, chemical medicines and stuff takes you to different places, right? I mean, I don't know, not always. You never know. But Mostly coffee takes me to my office. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> it's a bad joke. Oh. Well, but I- no, I get what you're saying. I'm just kidding. I just feel that there's so, like, this is the physical and the actual projection 
it's just this whole other world. But there's not there's all different astral projection levels as well. It's not just one. You can go to well, different places. Yes, there's a lower. I've experienced a lower and a higher world as well as astral versions of this particular world. But that's just one way of conceptualizing it. I think I think it tends to conform to the way that your mental framework is going, just like in a dream, whenever you cross over to that other side. Mm-hmm. It, I can't say I know for sure what's going on, but I do know that there's two sides to this thing because we this is clearly a dualistic reality. Everything is working on a positive negative pole. And like think about your perspective right now. You can only see 180 degrees. Well, what does nature seem to be doing everywhere? Spheres. Everything is a sphere. Everything's round. So there is another half to your consciousness that you're not aware of right now. There's the other 180 degrees. Wow, that's such awesome what you just said. That's wow. <laughs> it's why it's actually why the the free you've heard of Freemasons before. The Freemasons. Sort of, yeah. Mm-hmm. They. That's why they give their members their rank based on the degree. And that's how much information has been revealed to them. Oh, I didn't know that. How interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a whole other concept thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what? You, you're interested in podcasts and you travel a lot. and You'd actually probably be able to make good use of it while on a bus or a plane or anything. I'm going to tap you into Secret Energy, which is a, uh, a website for spiritual advancement and consciousness uh sharing information and there's some great medicinal products there as well but more importantly there's a great set of audio recordings just hours and hours of really good metaphysical information you know if you're like me you're very interested in sacred texts and spirituality but since you know you're not going to become a buddhist or you know you're not become a hindu you're not reading all those scriptures right <laughs> i'm not and uh in that, in that sense, the guy that does the podcast over there is really useful because he spent a ton of time really exploring all of the different sides of this thing and bringing forth connections uh, in real time that seem to pretty much synchronize with what I'm going through as he puts them out or as I discover them whenever I'm going through one that's a retroactive uh, or an old one, I mean. Oh, please do pass me that link because um, yeah. I love podcasts. It's brilliant, and especially ones that like that, that people have done all this stuff, because um, I love, I love, oh, God, I do love a podcast. I love listening or, or audio books as well, but, like, that type of information that you can't, that you would have to study, and then how that applies to your own life and your own study and what you're learning. What I'm starting to think is that all of that information is really, really and truly within us, and that technology might actually be symbolically separating us from something that we could be doing innately, but it's going to take a lot of steps to reconnect to those things. Like anything technology has ever done for us is actually just recreating something that's happening in nature already. Look like whether it's bioluminescence or it's uh, the camera coming from the eyeball, you know, everything's already been done. And in that sense, this internet thing and these, uh, this connectivity that we're experiencing now could possibly be a downgrade from what we're ac- we're actually capable of once we reemerge into a fully connected network of self. Mm. 
But in the meantime, it's really useful. <laughs> Absolutely. But then again, it depends on what you you do with it, what you do with, um, with you know, we're both doing with what we're at. We're both on Skype, talking across the country, different time zones, different places, because we're just taking advantage of what we know, what we can do, what we've got. But exactly. The exploration, for, for me, my explorations in this particular moment are to do with my, my projects that I have to do other than my art projects and my shop projects and, and going back to Peru, recent ones, is my meditation work and my astral projection work. It's just like a full-on, um, and it's not for anyone else, and my documentation, and plus obviously my medicine work, which is super personal, the stuff it tells you about. And that's just how you evolve. Like, that's, you know, how one person goes through their journey linking to that. And that's just where where I'm at. And so, like, I don't know, thinking about, like, technology and stuff, like, the concept of like I don't know where I'm going with this so much, but the concept of like thinking of maybe the camera is like an eye, but it might not even have to use that at some point. I think well for me kind of I'm I like I like the idea of exploring, for example, let's say astral astral projection and also like astral travel when you can you know and that's kind of what I mean. So the reason I got the connection to that is because there's um, you know, when you can have real time, you can leave your body and see your friends or whatever in real time um, events at the same time. That's like that's what I mean by like you can create that technology type thing because it's kind of there. It's all it's all there. It's just a matter of recognizing it and using it. And I think it's a lot simpler than we realize because the more I get in touch with my body, the more I'm finding that. The only way it even takes commands to begin with is that I visualize it and imagine it and make it happen. Yeah. Well, you know, so like, there's really, there's really nothing to worry about. I think we're going to, I think we're going to do it. We're going to ascend or fix the earth or whatever it is we're here to do. <laughs> I think it's going forward smoothly as long as we each keep doing our personal journey path. Like you're talking about, that's something that I need to I say need, need is a bad use of language, but it's something that would be beneficial to me would be getting back into the, the um, journey work like you're describing, astral journey work, because I've gotten some of the most uh, personally helpful messages of my life from that type of work, more so than even medicine uh, journeys usually. Yeah. You don't even need medicine, just it's all inside already. You're already it. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's, that's, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to say badly, but like, I, I can't even try and fathom the concept of doing anything bigger than like the absolute challenge I've got with the stuff that I'm doing myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that's probably why consciousness splits itself up into a whole bunch of different cells so that we can actually take care of these things with intention and attention instead of trying to like automate stuff because the whole automated mass produced factory farm world that didn't work we ran that experiment it's hurting we're gonna have to change it mm -hmm. but i ran you over time by about twice as much as i told you i keep you on the phone so i'm gonna get you off of this here call i really really love talking to you and promise you'll come back on the show again right yeah definitely this was such a cool like opportunity and experience me thanks so much like, you should make your own podcast. You have a lot of really good stuff to say. It's and your travels. something that I've been. That's the one of the like this need to express this 
like this this thing of like needing to like blah. but like I said if you look at the video which I'll pass you actually of me describing how to use a good bear which was one year ago like you'll see how far I've come from doing that on a camera to talking now on a camera like or just talking with someone that's recorded like it's a like it, if I were to do my own podcast I'm just saying that's a big step <laughs> oh, well it's a great tool for self-reflection I'll tell you that I I've personally noticed improvements in my patterns of speech since I started doing it. Awesome. But enough of that. I love you. I'll let you go maybe to bed or just continue being a night owl since it's nighttime over there. <laughs> yeah, it's one thirty in the morning. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Six hours ahead of time or ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my, my, and my parents and they had a wine tasting evening. So basically <laughs> it's, Sixty-year-olds all just drunk, so I think they've gone because everything's gone quiet. So I, th- I think now they've gone, <laughs> everyone's gone back to their respective houses. Um, Sounds like they're fun though. My parents are the same way. Oh, awesome! Fair play, man. I'm like, yeah, go for it. They go downstairs. Well, everyone's all merry with little red faces. <laughs> Love it. Oh well, Thanks. it's been a real pleasure talking to you. And please stay in touch with me. Let's go to a music festival in the states later this year. Yeah, I need to do that. Be fun. Our next podcast, we could record it in person. God, imagine that. Be fun. Okay, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Take Thanks, care. Sarah. Bye. Love. Bye. Well, everybody, that's it. We made it through a pretty badass episode. And it was a long one too, damn. So if you got this far in the episode, it would be really cool if you went ahead and took a little bit longer and shared this, or reposted it, or subscribed to it. It'd be really awesome if you showed somebody that you thought would like it as much as maybe you did. Or, I don't even care, if you hated it, just show it to someone and be like, This fucking sucks! Look how bad this is, but still show it to them. And uh, I'll love you forever either way, and thank you for checking out the show. What would I, I would even like it way better if you went and got on Angela's Etsy, which is Ombra Tribe, which I'll, I've got it linked on the episode page. Go on there, get something cool. Get one of the medicine plates. They're really cool for crystal grids. I know you like crystals, you hippies. Anyway, thanks for checking out the show. Don't forget to share it. I love you. See you next time. <laughs>